Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Before October 7th, if you asked Israel experts where the biggest flashpoint in the region was, the place that had the best possibility of exploding into violence, they might have said the occupied West Bank. The deadly Hamas terror attacks on southern Israel have, of course, turned the focus of Israeli military attention onto Gaza, and the world has watched on as thousands of civilians have been killed in the wake of the retaliation operation. But in recent weeks, we have also seen an uptick of violence and death in the West Bank. Today, what's happening there and what it could tell us about the future of Gaza. The viability of that being a system that could foster peace has really uh, raised alarm bells because as we've seen in the West Bank for decades now, this isn't a system that fosters peace. From CNN, this is Tug of War. I'm David Rind. Today, I want to check in with CNN's Nada Bashir. She's currently in Jerusalem. I caught up with her on Thursday afternoon. Nada, we last checked in on the occupied West Bank a few weeks ago on the show, and the sense that I got talking to our colleague Sarah Seidner was that the tensions were very, very high there and that things could soon boil over. Has that happened? Well, look, we've certainly seen tensions and violence in the West Bank escalating over the last few weeks. They've certainly escalated since October 7th. And what we've seen is an intensification of both violence uh, when it comes to the Israel Defense Forces coming into the West Bank and carrying out raids, but also, of course, settler violence against Palestinians uh, in the West Bank. We know that there are a number, hundreds of uh, settlements, Israeli settlements, which are considered illegal by many in the international community in the occupied West Bank. And what we have seen since October 7th is tensions and violence perpetrated by uh, settlers against Palestinians intensifying and escalating, uh, both in frequency and in severity as well. And so what are the impacts of that violence beyond the obvious injury and and death that we've seen? Like, what did you find out when you went there? Well, we've been speaking to Palestinians across the West Bank in different parts of this region. And, you know, the message that we've been hearing from them is that they are seeing increased threats. So this village would typically have around 250 people, Palestinians, living here. What is the situation that we're seeing now? We are in Khirbet Zanuta, which is a Palestinian herding community. We visited one village uh, in the southern Hebron Hills called Khirbet Zanuta. And actually, when we visited this village, the last remaining families there, and there were about 140 Palestinians living there at peak time beforehand, the last remaining families there were packing up their belongings and heading out. They were leaving Mm. their homes for good because the settler violence in this region has just gotten so, so bad. The way the settlers are kicking Palestinian shepherds out is through using violence. Okay, beating up shepherds, beating up the sheep, shoot towards, drive with ATVs in the middle of a, of a herd. And, here in this and we've area? been speaking to Israeli rights groups who have been monitoring the situation in these areas, and they tell us that 
you know, the actions of the Israeli government in Gaza in terms of the intensifying airstrikes and the encouragement of uh, these settlements that we're seeing is only uh, incentivizing and encouraging settlers mm. and the acts of violence that we're seeing. And that is a huge concern. In every Palestinian community that gives up and leaves, the surrounding communities are more isolated, weaker, and there's a domino effect. And every community that leaves, the settlers get more emboldened because they just got a success. So now they will just beef up the attacks against the nearby communities with the hope that they will also collapse and leave. And of course, we've seen now a number of Palestinians leaving their homes for good. So it's a huge crisis. So you're saying like, because of Israel's retaliation against Hamas into Gaza, settlers see that and they feel emboldened to kind of carry out some of these threats, some of these attacks. But where are those Palestinians then supposed to go? Like, what's next for them? Well, look, this has been an issue for decades. And when we speak to people who are leaving their homes, many say that they are uh, trying to go to other villages nearby, other Palestinian communities. Some have family in other parts of the occupied West Bank that they will go to join. But there is a real sense of fear now that as we see these larger Palestinian villages uh, being pushed out, there are smaller, more remote villages as well, which could essentially face the same fate pretty soon if things continue the way they are. And it could just spread and spread. Absolutely. And, and that is a huge concern because these villages are, you know, historically Palestinian villages. We spoke to people who told us that they've lived there their entire lives. They're 60, 70, 80 years old. This is all they've known. Their grandfathers, great-grandfathers lived in these villages. Mm. These are their homes and they don't know where else to go. And so this is changing the demographics of the occupied West Bank, of the occupied Palestinian territories in a permanent way. And what many rights groups have been saying to us, including Israeli human rights organizations, is that this is being encouraged, being backed by the Israeli mm. government as well. And we have seen that rhetoric, that far right violent rhetoric being expressed by a number of ministers, which has again emboldened uh, many extremist violent Israeli settlers. We'll be right back. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number Smart Beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to Tug of War. I'm talking with CNN's Nada Bashir. The settler violence is one thing, but what is Israel saying about the raids that its own military has carried out in the West Bank? 
Well, look, we've seen raids happening on a frequent basis for, for years now. But what we have seen since October 7th is an intensification of these raids. We're seeing them happening on an almost daily basis. The Israeli government, the Israel Defense Forces say they are carrying out these raids as part of their counter-terrorism operation. They are targeting um, Palestinian armed groups, armed individuals. But these raids do impact civilians. We saw today in one uh, area, in one refugee camp near Ramallah, where we were actually uh, filming today, the Israeli military coming in, in military vehicles, throwing tear gas at civilians. Again, the IDF says this is part of their counterterrorism operation, but inevitably, these raids are impacting civilians across the occupied West Bank. And of course, when we look at the system as a whole, I mean, we've been going into the West Bank almost every day and we've seen it firsthand. There are checkpoints to get in. There are timings that you can and can't enter or exit. Sometimes they're closed, sometimes they're open. You have to try mm. your luck. There are watchtowers. There is intense state surveillance. And there is a very clear, visible presence of the IDF in the West Bank. And so this is a very tense environment for Palestinian civilians living essentially under occupation and have been for decades. I've been hearing this idea floated that how things are structured in the West Bank could be a possible model for how things are run in Gaza after Israel is done with its operation there, whenever that may be. Can you unpack that for me, Nada? Like, what would that even look like? So there have been a lot of questions around what a post-war future, post-war governance will look like uh, for Gaza. And we have heard those suggestions and signals from the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu suggesting that there will be a, an increased, more long-standing security responsibility upheld by the Israeli government in Gaza as opposed to Hamas. And of course, as we know, the expressed goal of uh, the IDF in carrying out their airstrikes and the military incursion in Gaza is to rid Gaza of Hamas in its entirety. Now, what we've seen in the West Bank for decades now is the West Bank is under the administration of the Palestinian Authority, but with security implementation by the Israeli government. And that has mm. increased and intensified. And there are real questions around how viable that would be in Gaza. And we have heard, of course, from the United States, the Biden administration characterizing any suggestion that this could be a possibility on the table as a mistake. And the idea that this could then be mirrored and reflected in Gaza is a huge concern. And in terms of the viability of that being a system that could foster peace has really uh, raised alarm bells because as we've seen in the West Bank for decades now, this isn't a system that fosters peace. Well, Nada, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. We should say, earlier this week, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu issued a rare statement condemning settler violence in the West Bank. He said the settlers that attack Palestinians are taking the law into their own hands and do not represent the Israeli population. Netanyahu said they would take action against them. U.S. officials had been pressuring Israel to do more to crack down on the violence. Tug of War is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Paolo Ortiz and me, David Rind. Our senior producer is Haley Thomas, Dan DeZula is our technical director, and Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. Special thanks to Flora Charner, Caroline Patterson, and Celine Alcaldi. We'll be back on Monday with another update. Talk to you then.
quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.